Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Therapy of the Absurd, episode 18. How are you doing, Dana? I am making coffee. I am fantastic. <laughs> Literally, as I was running over here to get back on camera, like I nearly got toppled my whole light uh, uh, softbox. Oh, no. I'm like grabbing. This is not, I don't want to, it's not that I'm trying not to plug them, but man, right about now, I just grabbed the whole carton. <sighs> And just poured half of it in this cup. <laughs> and literally, like, you know, when I saw like six seconds, five, four. I was like, sit down, grab it. <laughs> anyway, I'm fantastic. So grateful to be here. Sorry for bending over people. Um, and just happy to be here. Thrilled to be on the therapy of the start. We got such an exciting show tonight and all that. Um, I did a oh, mic yes. earlier. Oh, yes. And uh and I'm excited oh, always when go? I get to do mics. I was mad though. They were like nice enough to give me extra time, but I don't know if this has ever happened to you. And it's probably just me and I'm a little bit on the ghetto side. They they were giving me extra time and I missed the notification. So I stopped at the time. And I needed, like I did, like I could have used a couple more minutes because I had a couple more things I wanted to run. And then, and you can't really, like once you stop and then you see it, you can't, there's like this awkward moment. You can't really go back and say, Hey, let me do it now. Like the, the whole energy is, yeah, you know, gone. So it's a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, all right. we have no comments. <laughs> Are we not live to the world? Oh no. We, oh yes. Okay. See. <laughs> or maybe it's maybe it's my fault. Like normally we have comments. I was excited, to, you know. Anyway, so that's it. So just having a wonderful and my son just Ooh. made cinnamon rolls out of the can. Nice. It smells so good in here. Guess who does not have a cinnamon roll? Um, me. <laughs> um, but they smell like it smells like a bakery up in here right now. A little feeling some kind of way. My feelings might be a little hurt. But anyway, that's it. Oh yeah. No, my mom used to make uh these uh was it Pillsbury uh orange flavored cinnamon rolls. Ooh. And they're uh they 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 were deli delicious. Delicious. Uh we did get some big news this week though. What's the big news? Some big news. Uh, so Soul is coming to uh, Soul Disney Pixar is coming to uh, Disney Plus on December twenty fifth, and something even bigger than that, in my opinion. Uh, hello, 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 everybody. Hey, everybody! Uh, I see Lauren Bowman. Like when you say Soul, like the movie. Like what do we? Yeah, it's a it's a new Pixar movie. Oh, the uh, one with Fox, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 yes. I forgot then, the name of it. Okay. And then yesterday, an intern, I believe it was yesterday, yesterday or day before yesterday, an intern accidentally slipped dropping news that wasn't supposed to be dropped for Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming to HBO Max December 25th as well. Uh, big, I'm sure that was news. like, where did the intern drop it on TikTok? Like, how did that happen? No, I think it was accidental on one of the sites. They weren't supposed to release it till today or something. And then no. after that, I think hours later, the I think they maybe took it down or something. I think they were saying. And then after that, the they just put up a trailer. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, poor intern. Either either he's the fish that saved Pittsburgh or not. Like one. <laughs> um, well, we got you know. um. So that's amazing. Like, cause I honestly, I just feel bad. Like. Like all this exciting stuff is happening. Um, you know, I don't know what it's like uh kind of meaning for you know, Oscar season, like um one night in Miami. Uh I know it's supposed to get in a couple of theaters. That is Regina King's film, and like like Jamie Foxx is in Soul. So the prayer is that a movie like that will 
you know, have at least one theater so that it can be an Oscar contention for an yeah. animated feature. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to be the dark side, but these are exciting times. And I, you know, and you, and you don't want, as a, as a person who's in, you know, who works in the business and we are comics and we, you know, we're all, you know, and I've worked, you know, behind the scenes and in production, you still want it to be this big day like it can be, but it's, trust me, it is exciting. Um, I remember when they announced that Soul would be coming out and Jamie Foxx and the whole nine. And I honestly, you know, forgot because this is, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a weird, you know, time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. A lot of uh, crazy, you know, but when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I don't know if Soul is getting theatrical release as well. I know, uh, and maybe it is at the same time. I know Wonder Woman 1984, they are doing both theatrical and uh, HBO Max uh, at the same time. So, so like Wonder Woman 1984. So like, I didn't know. Okay. Um... Patty Jenkins is the director. Okay, I didn't the first one. Okay. So what is um is it um how do I say? Uh like is it why are they call there it is. Why are they calling it 1984? Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, you're good. It takes place in 1984. Uh so it's going to be taking place in the 80s. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Christian Wig is plays one of the villains. Oh, um, Christian. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so she plays one of the villains. Uh, I should have wrote down the name of the character. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we'll, we can get it. That's the beauty of... Um, <laughs> um, so, Lauren, uh, Dan is flying in soon. Stacy is staying healthy and safe and strong by not giving out any germs over the uh, airwaves. Uh, right. So she's not feeling 100,000%. So we, um, we're just lifting high vibes for her health. But Dan right. should be here any moment. <laughs> Um, any time now, rather. Um, so we're looking oh, for yeah. him. And I just want to say, and we want to say hello. We've got Natalie Booker, one of my dear friends in the chat. Um, we used to all work with Yolanda, so we're so happy. Um, uh, we've got, um, got of course, therapy of the therapy of the absurd. I can't speak. Sergio <laughs> Wolf is in What's here. Love you, Sergio. Always just, you know, you guys, uh, I don't know how you say, we just, you, you stick with us and we are right. thrilled. I, I can speak for me. Or, yeah, you, know, you, help lift you, a, you help lift us up. Uh -huh. Some of you may be related to host Lauren Bowman. Some of you might have a little bit of little connection there. Um, but, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. But, that, you know, that's exciting. And then we also brushed my uh, my, my little uh, Boston Terrier's teeth uh, this week. So that's really good. Say that again. You do what? We, we uh, got doggy toothpaste and a toothbrush and brushed the dog's teeth. Oh, so this oh yeah! Is all a new education for me because I have I'm, I never like to say this amongst large groups of, of of amazing white people whom I love so much. I'm not a dog person, and so like all these things are like very very interesting to me. And so like, but I'm just like mm, I don't know if I would deal having having had a child. I don't know that I would be putting you know I don't know that I have it in me. And I yeah. I joke, but Natalie, my friend Natalie, uh, who's on here, Natalie Booker is a dog walker, and she's so oh. amazing. Um, and you know, African American, so it's just me. Um, it's not all of us. Um, and she's so amazing <laughs> with her amazing dogs and all the you know all the stories and all the good stuff. Nice. And, uh, hi to Moose, Natalie. Hi to Moose, uh, um, and uh, and all that. But it's a cute dog. Like oh my god. And then, hey, Nikki, I just saw Nikki. And I'm not yeah, going to try hey, to get all of that right there from Twitch. <laughs> we love you. Um, I'm not even going to try to say it. But we were happy yeah. you're here, Nikki. Oh, yes. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, and then she also bought some, uh, looks like, Christmas dog clothes. 
and put it on the dog and took pictures. <laughs> wait, who did that? My wife. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Um, and yeah, Lauren, no, I do not have pets. I raised one amazing son. That's about it for all of the uh, assisted living um, support I'm going to do. No, I'm just, but, I, but I, I don't. I don't have any right now. I don't have any intentions. They, um, nothing captures my heart. I'm so single. Stray cats don't follow me home. So I just don't know if I. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. You know, my, my wife and I were joking because we're like, no, no more kids. We don't want to change any more damn diapers. And here we go. We got a baby puppy and we're changing these pee mats like 24-7. I was going to say. stop. <laughs> we went from like diapers to pee mats. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. And uh, Thanksgiving, what is, is that? That's next week, right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Can't wait to get that turkey and that honey ham. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I'm thinking I might bake pies. Like I got a new Ooh. oven back in June and I'm thinking, and I bought, I just, just for the hell of it, I just bought two nice sacks of um, sweet potatoes, Ooh. organic and some regular ones. I'm thinking mm, might be pie time. Are y'all ready for pie time? Might be oh, pie sweet, time. Sweet potato pie sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're going to be making? Sweet potato pie? I think so because it's um Natalie has had mine before, so she knows I'm I'm um, I'm no slouch. I'm no slouch. I'm proud. Um, <laughs> Make some, I'm, some fire some fire sweet potato pie, huh? Yeah, so I'm trying to do it. I'm trying oh, to do it. Um, I'm trying to turn up my sound. I feel like there's all this adjustment, but it's I can't. It's not very not big and loud and coming through my headphones. But um, I like making pie, like um, and I like in particular sweet potato and making pecan and. Ooh. Those are two of the best pies I make. Um, I've made apple, but you know, apple is a, not an easy pie to make. Like it's just <laughs> not. And I have like, I, in my mind, because with sweet potato and even with pecans, you're dealing with as much as you can, you know, live fresh things, whether it's just the nuts. So in my mind, the vision is to be able to have apples that we've baked, but man, I'll do good just to get some out of a can with no high fructose, no, no high fructose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll be happy just to get some out of the can and try to make, you know, make it from the can because it's not <laughs> it's not a game when it comes to apple pie. You yeah. can't and you can't just like I mean, I'm I'm a good recipe person. Like people have had I've cooked other things. I make a mean chili, but apple pie Ooh. is uh, your girl is not excellent at that. And I I want to if I'm doing it, I want to be excellent at it. Oh no! So, I feel you. I feel you. You said chili, huh? What kind of what kind of chili you make? Just, uh, I, I mean, I just there's just some special things I know what to do there. But I'm trying to the the little <laughs> thing that we were using. It's a thing that's got beef stock, and oh, so okay. every year I try really hard, but it tastes really good because mm. I don't do beef. It doesn't. It's not. It's not. You know, there's no beef in it. But if the point is to say that not only am I looking out for health, but I want to be gentle to animals, then having beef stock is really no different than <laughs> just some ground beef. You know what I'm saying? Oh, from a sure. from oh, a from a love on the animals point of view. So yeah. I gotta figure out my chili situation this year. <laughs> oh, Lauren says chili is your weakness. Got oh it. no, oh no, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm a sucker for some chili. <laughs> you know, if if I walk in Costco pre-COVID. And they got free chili. I'm eating it. Right? <laughs> we love Costco for the road shows, right? When you go in there sir, and there's an all manner of eight, things. Sir, you've had eight samples. That's enough. Right? <laughs> right? Right. Just all just all of everything. Just stand in the one spot all day. I remember like the, the competition for the Vitamix is the blend tech. 
And oh, so I remember being in there years ago and just standing there for, he made everything. He made gazpacho, he oh, made um, coffee milkshakes, like whatever he made, I was standing right there. I had a sample of everything that he made out of that blender in that whole, you know, whatever, from, yeah. the, from one end of the spectrum. And what was amazing, and it wasn't gazpacho. This is what I will never forget about it. And I kid you guys not, y'all don't have to believe me. The soup <laughs> was warm. Mm. Like he had no heating apparatus, but whatever he did up there when he blended the soup, it was actually warm coming straight out of the blender. Ooh, I was wow. like, you are magic, dude. Right now. <laughs> I don't know. How, that was that was the trick of the day. Everything else is easy. You know, you throw ice and then he um, and he cleaned it, you know, right before I threw a little water in there, did everything. And, you know, uh, anyway. Nice. Nick, uh, craft crew. What's up, man? Yeah. Dan, Dan is running late, but he will be here. And Stacy's out because she's sick and has a really bad cough. Uh, but she will be with us uh, next week. Dan will be here in just a few minutes. And mm -hmm. hello, hello, hello. So SNL, uh, who's yeah. your favorite host or who's, what, uh, what are some of your favorite skits or both? Um, so it, it, you know, it kind of runs from one end to the other. Um, you know, we go far back as I was much respect for Gumby, but not, you know, but from the Eddie Murphy days, just because I was like the R and B like soulful kid, I just still remember Eddie Murphy would do Stevie wonder. And I just remember the bit, I don't even know the whole bit, but Stevie wonder came in, you know, and they were there together oh, yeah. you know, doing the thing. And, you know, and, and again, a kid of the seventies, eighties, that shit is amazing. You know, when you love Stevie wonder and you love Eddie Murphy bringing it forward. Um, and I say this, you know, bless the heart. You know, everybody on here knows we lost Chadwick Boseman this year, feeling emotional. Like, I don't know where I didn't mean to, but um, oh my God, like Black Jeopardy, you know, and the, the, and the, and this, and the, this, um, the set, the sketch with him and the potato salad. Like, oh, yeah. I think because I still remember when I sat down and I watched it the first time, like when it came on in real time, I loved how when they were asking, like, you know, who do you put your cable bills name in? And it was like, he said, your grandmother, because it brings great honor. Like he was like, you know, obviously we know the character he was playing, but that shit was so funny. And obviously we, I didn't know the first time I saw it, we didn't know where it was going. So the potato salad, you know, I feel like, I feel like it's a historic sketch, no matter what happens. I mean, obviously it is just wrapped with that much more because, yeah. of, you know, because of the loss. Um, and just um, watching I was I loved Dave Chappelle's uh, opening the other night, but honestly, I really loved Chris Rock's uh, opening monologue a few weeks ago. Yeah, so it's um, it's you know uh, as far as because it's like over the years you've just seen some great things and you see great performances, and again bringing it very forward as someone who has a lot of respect. Excuse me, y'all. Y'all heard a burp. Um, it has a lot of <laughs> for Megan Thee Stallion. I just, I, here's the thing, I'll say this. You know, with all the birthdays, we went from a time where you didn't always see a lot of black performers like in the 70s. I'm just talking, I'm talking about going back, not necessarily to just make it like we owe never, that's not, none of that's accurate that we, of course we have. <laughs> but when you see like these things have this full spectrum of performers and hip hop and all these things that happen and, and all the greats have been on Saturday Night Live, oh, yeah. um, you know, or Letterman or any of that, those. And I know we're talking about Saturday Night Live, but I loved that 
Megan the Stallion's performance, you know, they they did their best to do something extremely special with that in terms of sending a message because we were certainly feeling some kind of way about the Daniel Cameron decision. And so I would I would be lying if I said it was one of my favorite performances. That wouldn't be accurate, but I loved I loved the freedom to do so and that they that they had that platform in that space to do this wonderful thing, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I honestly liked the Justin Bieber holy performance. Um, I think was when was Justin on? I think Justin was on with Chris Rock recently. Like, oh, who okay. Was, I can't even recall. Like it, it all it all runs together. Yeah, I I don't remember who was on with Chris. Rock. Yeah, in terms of performance, no, like no. Okay, so Dave Chappelle had Foo Fighters. That's what I do remember that his yeah, performance. That. So, so I don't and remember then, who Justin Bieber. Uh, no, know, uh, Issa Rae was hosting oh, okay. when Justin Bieber performed. So okay. like. And that was exciting too. Uh, historic moments, historic moments that Tiffany Haddish got to be, um, that she was a you know uh, a host. So again, when you say favorites, favorite is hard. But when you say things that that really really tickled my fancy, like you know grabbed my heart that I totally enjoyed. So of course Tiffany Haddish. But I enjoyed Issa Rae because if nothing else, I was just like. You know, is is my girl? You know, let's see what my girl's got. You know, and just <laughs> great, great stuff uh, came from her. But I would say that that of of modern performances, she did. You know, Justin Bieber was really, really good. Like, you know, yeah. I just was. Uh, but I, I would say if there was a rating and there's not Megan <laughs> The Stallion, then Justin Bieber. Mm. Um, Stephen, what is Stephen? 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 What about you? Uh, host wise, I mean. Of course, I love Eddie Murphy. I mean, anytime he hosts, I mean, you know, I can't say that enough <laughs> to the cows. Come on, man. You right. know, that's just one of my favorite actors of all time and comedians. Uh, but I love yeah. Mr. You know, is it Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood? Yes. Uh, yes. Gumby. Uh, I think to this day, I think the one thing that still tickles me and I, I watch it over and over every so often is uh, Buck. What is it? Buckwheat with the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ooh, hot yes. water in the hot tub. Ah! <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, uh, the one also that really got to me when I was a kid was, uh, Martin Short. He had a character called Ed Grimley where this was pre Ace Ventura. So his hair would kind of curl up and he had this orange plaid shirt and these tight pants or maybe they weren't super tight, but they were tight. And then he had a dead goldfish and he had a triangle and he would run around in this room and, you know, uh, say all this really crazy, wacky cartoonish shit. And I just thought it was the, you know, uh, you know, that was one of the dolls that I used to sleep with when I was a kid. He'd pull the string and he would say all these SNL lines from his uh, sketch and uh, Saturday Night Live. I just, I loved it. That and the Pee Wee Herman doll. Those were my two wow. <laughs> favorite, favorite, you know, I'd pull the strings all until it stopped working. They would just, ah, <laughs> you know? right. I remember those types of things. <laughs> yeah. you know? we all have and then uh, Dana Carvey, uh, church lady. Ah, good one. You know, good one. Oh yeah, I love I love that. Like, that's one, a forgotten you know? era in my mind. You just brought it all back. Amen. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and then the I think the next one that comes to mind, uh, and there's like way too many, but uh, is the Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley when they're uh, Chippendale dancers and they're both competing for the ladies' attention, and Patrick Swayze's taking clothes off, and then Chris Farley's taking clothes off, and they're dancing. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that one. That was so so hilarious. Oh man, because Chris Farley's getting all the reaction. That's oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm trying, like so for some reason, that one sticks out <laughs> in my head. But yeah. Oh yeah, Swayze's all you know serious and straight. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, that one that one stuck with me. I mean, there's so there's so many good ones, man. I mean, even the original Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd and. <laughs> 
and all the original uh, uh Ratner. yeah man yeah. classic classic that's the you know that's the stuff i grew up on and uh thankfully my dad thankfully my dad we'd that was one of the things we actually bonded on together uh you know every saturday night when i would uh it was my turn uh to be at his house um when it was uh, time for his time when they were divorced and stuff and that was one of the other than movies uh saturday night live is something that he'd always watch so i'd always watch it with him and stuff and um yeah that a lot of good memories amen i love that was there any other skits for you that maybe stuck out not really like i just uh <laughs> i love the work I have to admit, I love the work being a Maya Rudolph fan, period, like just the political work. I apologize, you guys. I'm trying to get this alarm to stop alarming. And I, I, don't, I forgot. What, what am I doing wrong that I'm not getting stopped? I don't know. It won't stop. Is you know a, how they, is oh, I know what it is. So you guys hang with me. Let me. I remember it's the lever. You got to even though even once it, <laughs> you got, it it's snoozing until you toggle until it no more. Um <laughs> I love just the work of, of Maya Rudolph. Uh, I'm trying to think like, cause there was stuff that Leslie Jones, I, you know what? I like the news. And honestly, I dig the news with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Like oh, yeah. That's good there's nothing, excuse me, that sticks out at this exact moment. Um, but I dig the news. I'm just trying to think like all of a sudden I want to think of something and um, remember something with Leslie Jones, because I just remember how exciting it was that she was on there. Oh, um, the Disney princesses one is very good. Oh, okay. um, she, it's a recent one. It's a little more recent, but um, um, I want to say that's the one with, when, um, when um, uh, Chadwick was hosting, they do one where they're Disney princesses and her Disney princess it's not R. Kelly. It's like something, I don't know. The skit is real. Like, it's funny. It's just funny. It's, it's, it makes fun. Cause anytime yeah. with all due respect, anytime you're making fun of R. Kelly, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> there is a dark side to me and yeah. yeah. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's the, like the Chappelle stuff, man. <laughs> I love all the Chappelle stuff with that stuff, but, uh, Say that word, uh it broke up. It broke up. Oh no. I was just saying, I love the Dave Chappelle stuff about R. Kelly. The stuff with Dave right, Chappelle. right, right. So we, we, yeah, I love. <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying that was funny. Could you, could you hear me that time or no? Yes, I did. I did. I did. And then, oh, okay. um, also just to add in, um, uh, which some a forgotten, an amazing soul who we didn't mention. Um, oh, Will okay. Ferrell. Can you guys see me? Oh yeah, we can see you. Okay, Will Ferrell. I just like my, my screen started acting weird right quick, so I just uh. Oh, just we got Kate. We got Kate. Yes, Kate Cantor. Leslie Jones on the Olympics was amazing. Yes. Ah, yes. 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 Thank you. <laughs> you have a good one. Just a good one. Just, just a good one. Just a really good one. Oh, yeah. I think the other one that hits me is Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd. Two wild and crazy guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. That was. Like, sometimes, you know, some of that more, I hate to say some of that, like, that. those just weren't the years that I was really watching. And <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like I'm like these are great folks. And I was like, uh. at that point, I have to admit, I was probably in my more militant young stage. Like, where are the black people? Yeah, like, no, who, I feel you. Because the guy and why is his name escaping me? The um Tim, what is Tim's Tim last? Tim, yes, Tim yes, yes, the yes. The ladies' man. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I would try to, you know, I would Underrated. try to dig into. Yeah. Sit, I would try to dig into that just because I was like, well, this is who we got. Uh, Black no, I, I, I liked it. I liked his ladies' man movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Right. So it's very no, underrated. It's like, I, I liked it. 
much respect, but I just was like, I so much respect, but I was just like, I don't know if I find you that interesting. I want to find you more interesting than I'm finding you right now. And uh, that's it. Uh, but I, I, it didn't, and it didn't yeah. go for me like, like I wanted or, it to go. Or uh, Chris Kattan and uh, Will Ferrell, their Night at the Roxbury characters. Yes. You know, yes. Doing the whole, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love that stuff. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, let's see here. Did we want to bring on the... We do, we do. And yeah. I am I have to, don't laugh at me. Like, I had everything set up, but, like, for some odd reason, all of my stuff that I need has disappeared into thin air, so I'm trying not to cry on the broadcast in front of anyone. But, like, I had all of my stuff kind of on this little thing so that I would be, like, super... Um, what's that word? Prepared? Um, to, you know, to talk about people who both, of course, need introductions because they're amazing. So let's, let's so let me just jump in um, while I figure out why my tech is not showing me what I need to know. Oh, so fine. we have two amazing guests. Like in this time of COVID, um, everybody knows that we um, Zoom has basically taken over the world. Like, can we all agree? that oh, yeah. uh, Zoom has taken over everything. And um, and as a result of Zoom taking over everything, we have seen um, unparalleled expansion in the space of streaming entertainment. And it's an, it was an election year. So then you saw, you saw something else very special happen. You saw an opportunity for the electorate and those who produce and plan to become really, really involved and engaged. And amongst some of the engagement that we saw, the unprecedented engagement that we saw and we had a chance, I think it's amazing how we made the adjustment. And I think that's what I really want to get at. And these two guests speak to that. And that's why I'm so excited to have them on. Um, so first we have Yolanda D. Hunt. I just want to talk about Yolanda for just a second because Yolanda is someone that I've known. And it is it is nice when you feel like not even feel like when you know you have friends in high places. And let me see, we're going to try to, we don't want to take all day because she's got credits and all that. So Yolanda currently um, is a, is a casting consultant and is making her mark at BET networks um, has worked in managerial positions at BBC productions and USA BBC worldwide. Um, and so, but she's on to, her roots again, a casting consultant. But to, let's just talk about this California native for just a second. Uh, she began her career in casting with director John Singleton on the music video classic. You guys get this, remember the time we all know, everybody remembers the video with Magic Johnson. The time. You know, so she <laughs> in her career after that, but soon under the direction and mentor casting guru, who hopefully will get to the broadcast one day as well, Robbie Reed landed the title of casting assistant on the classic movie Poetic Justice. And I don't have to go through the cast. And so then she became best known as casting some of the, the greatest stuff we've ever wonderfully seen from and projects with the Wayans brothers, uh, Malcolm Lee. Like, cause I, I, and I say this personally, I was working in a, in a, on a floor above her when the first best man was cast. Um, so best man, Crooklyn kingdom, uh, turn it up, light it up. The PJs just, we could go on. And then she moved on to, and national commercials as well for Coca-Cola Sprite. And then in her current capacity, we have her on tonight because there were these amazing events put on by her and this amazing team to further engage 
voters and the electorate of color in the census process and preparing to vote. And we saw these amazing episodes, the Zoom where it happens um, with seeing from Golden Girls to Friends with African-American cast and with stars that we love, but all at the on the platform of getting folks involved and informed. And I think that there, you know, she demonstrated that you can take all of your superpowers and hers, uh, which is an eye for talent and turn it into something extraordinarily special. And as we know by the outcome of the election that changes the world. We also have that we'll be bringing to the stage. Um, now I sound like the comic MC, Lindsay <laughs> Moon, who is building and building this amazing comedian who just saw an opportunity as a Biden-Harris volunteer to say, what can I do to make a difference? And like Yolanda, cold together all the skills that she has for bringing people together, for being funny herself, being an actress and just a producer and said, we're going to put on a show. And when she reached out to me, I thought we were going to do one show. I believe we did eight or nine shows. I don't oh, even wow. know. Like we, we became a <laughs> weekly series and I just, and we're bringing to the stage, Lindsay Loon and Yolanda Hunt, two people who helped change the outcomes of this year's 2020. I'm, I feel like I'm about to cry. Like I'm, I'm talking about y'all and I'm excited <laughs> because we have welcome, two amazing, welcome. amazing. And as everyone can see, we have two women who helmed and worked with and coordinated with and collaborated amazing team members to bring us events and just um, media that makes a difference. Um, so both of you look fantastic. That's first. Um, Kisses, Yolanda, I feel like I just can't wait to be in your presence. It's been so long since I've seen you in the natural and one of the things I want to say, and I'm going to start, and it's 8.30, so it's time for me to stop. Um, Lindsay is an example of what Zoom can do, because this is a, a fellow comic whom I met in the Zoom space. We'd never met in person until finally one day we did. And has my life has been forever changed and impacted by a relationship that just began, like we are all talking here. So I want to welcome Yolanda Hunt and Lindsay Loon. Welcome, yes, ladies. Welcome. Therapy, therapy of the earth. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I'm going to start with Yolanda and we're going to, we're going to, you guys are going to talk about your processes. So Yolanda, whew, how did you become involved with the Zooms where it happened? Like, tell us about that. Um, it, it, it really, literally, um, I got a call late one night, um, from, uh, Regina King and she said, um, Yolanda, I'm doing this project and, um, well, I have some friends that are doing this project and I know that you, you know, you're, you, you know, you do casting and you can pull it together and it's all women crew and um, we're going to, you know, you can make this happen. I was like, absolutely. No brainer. And she was like, it's leading up to the elections and we want to, you know, we want to be able to get out there and just do our part. So this is what we want to do. And so, you know, a, a lot of actors and, and they all came together and they decided to, to make this happen. And when I got on my first Zoom call, um, I realized that I was working with the likes of Stephanie Elaine and Ava DuVernay and we were all on this Zoom call and I was like, okay, didn't do that about those details, but I love it. You know, great. Let's go. Let's go. And um, I, I can say that um, uh, the, the political aspect of it, uh, Karen Richardson really was the driving force behind that. She's the one who um, got all of the uh, the uh, organizations that we were, you know, promoting each show that we did. She got all the literature there. She got us, you know, getting out there and, and calling those those states 
Michigan mm-hmm. and all of uh, Georgia, like the day of, you know, the day before the election, she's the one who really was like the, the driving force behind um, getting that literature and that and that knowledge out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just kind of a no brainer for them to, um, to, to, uh, to, you know, to do this. It, it was just really a no brainer. Before I go to Lindsay, because I have the very same question, did you have any idea you guys basically with that very first episode the golden girls like i'm you know this is i don't want to well i'm not gonna say i don't want to i'm gonna say this i sound country y'all broke the internet like i got on but everybody was everywhere chatting like i can't get in what's the link did you get it you know like everybody was bitter did you have any idea that something like that would call together those types of numbers for people to watch yolanda can you hear me yeah i'm sorry I thought you were talking to Lindsay. My bad. Oh, I, can you repeat I, that? I was saying I would go to Lindsay with the same question, but like you guys basically had a sold out crowd for the very, very first one. Like, and I was just saying that everybody was pretty upset because people couldn't get in to see. Yeah, we were, we were overwhelmed because I guess, you know, well, Zoom only has the capacity for uh, 50,000 people to uh, join. That is their, their, their cap. So we had over 250,000 registrations on that first show. So then that's when they decided to have the rollover. So then the rollover went to, um, they had different platforms, which was YouTube. Tube, right. Yeah. So that but was- Like in your mind, like when you guys were doing everything, did you have a concept for the fact that more than 50,000 people would even come? I, you know what? I don't, I think that we were, we were definitely, we were overwhelmed with, with the, the response. We didn't think because we literally didn't promote it until that Sunday is oh, when our wow. first rollout came out. So we only had Sunday and Monday and then we went live on Tuesday. So we didn't think that the rollout, we were like, okay, well, you know, the first, you know, round, people will hear about it and then they'll want to join in for the second round. And the numbers like hit the ceiling on the first round. So we were just like, okay, we're on to something here. Wow. So, Amen. Yeah, now let's get the drawing board. Let's get some really good content and some great actors and let's really just go hard. All right, we're going to come back to that because you're saying great actors when you had like you had the heavy hitters from front to back. But that first one, like we were all we played the game. Let me talk to Lindsay. Lindsay, so you're sitting somewhere like Yolanda. I don't know that you got a magical, amazing call, but you had a call in your mind. Tell us about the idea of conceiving a comedy show for yeah. Biden Harris. Well, I mean, it's basically the same story. Regina King also uh, called me. <laughs> I I wish that was the story. Um, It was funny. I joined uh, as a volunteer expecting to do calls and cuts bank and write postcards. And um, when I found out that hosting events was possible, I was like, oh, my God, I can actually do this because I run uh, an international film festival in a few locations. And the idea of getting together an event pretty quickly um, and entertaining people was just something that I knew I could do. And it was, it was just, it was amazing to be able to do that and to find a team within the Biden supporters, like Dana Keel was very, very helpful. (laughs) And Tom Mayer and Lisa Cassandra, and just having a, a core group of people who wanted like us to keep it going really, really helped. And then I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'm going to toss this one back to Yolanda. So to you, Lindsay, 
Did you anticipate, because I'm trying to remember from the beginning, I think you anticipated maybe one or two shows. I remember when we were working on the first flyer, you said you'd do the next one. Did you anticipate or did you think that it was you were going to have shows all the way up to the election every Sunday? I honestly thought that we'd have one or maybe one at the beginning and one at the end. Um, I did not anticipate having it every week. It was a surprise to me as well. Um, it, did but, you find that people were that that it came from people's response of saying, "Are you can we see more of this?" Yeah, I hate saying no to people, especially when it comes to something like sharing a community event. And you know, I thought I'll I'll do this until I can't do this, and I managed to do it. So yeah, it was it was really it was in, it was challenging, but it was really enjoyable. And each week we had different performers, and we had a core group of performers but then we constantly had new people and that also kept it kept fresh. it challenging but kept it fresh, fresh. And kept me wanting to i wanted to know who was going to perform next right producer <laughs> so when regina king came to you yolanda did you guys have a vision for several events because you guys didn't do them every week you did them like every other week if i'm not we if my memory serves wing, we did um we did every other week, and then after our, after we did the, the the split for those two weeks, we went back. We went we went four shows back to back to back. Got it, got it. So so you guys didn't you didn't necessarily start out intending to do a bunch of shows. Well, actually, the the um to my knowledge, that was already that they had the 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 amount of already in place. Oh, okay, got it, got so, it. So I was told how many shows I needed to have cast. Got it, got it, got it. And then what is the casting process like that? Had you been, had you casted any Zoom things or Zoom events or Zoom, Zoom shows before? This is my very first one. Wow. This was like the very, this was like, you know, diving in head first. It was, it was an amazing experience because everything was done so remotely. Everyone got to do, you know, all of their scenes they got to do in their home. Mm -hmm. So everything was all, you know, COVID. We were very COVID safe on it. So, and and that was, I think, the the, the lures because no one had to be with anyone. So right. everyone was just like, oh heck yeah, you know. Even though, and the time we started doing and the, and the the more we started getting into the later shows, you know, all of our shows started, you know, started going back up, up like Blackish and and you know other shows started, you know, get going into pre production because they were getting the green lights. So everyone that was saying yes and early September, we're like, um, I'm, I, I'm going to, let me check my schedule. Let me check my schedule. So it was just like, oh, I got, you know, I had, you know, I had them in the arsenal. So it was, it was okay. It, it was, was okay. Like, right. Because on the very first one, you had Tracy Ellis Ross on that very first one. Yep. Um, so, and let's, I was trying to explain it all to somebody the other day and I couldn't even remember, but I just remembered Tracy. I remembered, um, Lena Waith. I remembered Sanaa. I remember Alfred Woodard, of course. I remember um, Regina. Regina, of course, of course, of course. Because I remember who was that? I want to say Regina Jesse sneezed, Williams. and I think Williams was my was yes, Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams. But Regina that. sneezed, and I was like Tracy. I think somebody said you get an Oscar for that sneeze right there. So I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. And they just threw that in there. It, the great thing about that was is that even though we had you know our run through and our rehearsal and our stumbles on that, it still was, it was live. Right. So if, if it was a blooper and they ran with it and if you didn't know that, you know, there was a blooper because they just, you know, with the they just kept going. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. I, I have to say, 
doing the casting for that project was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot it, of, you know, personal phone calls of picking up the phone and let's make hey. let's make a deal. Yeah. It translated for us. Now I know you definitely were involved on the cat more on the casting side than anything, but I want to talk to both of you about you know to whatever extent you can share. And Lindsay, I'll pop back to you. The challenges of being live, and I know you can speak to this, Yolanda, even if it's you know just this. So, but to you, Lindsay, being live, what are the extra layers of intensity that that adds to a production? Um, well, I I love comics. I am a comic, but sometimes trying to coordinate comics is like herding cats. <laughs> and even on the day, there were special uh, requests and stuff being made. So as I was trying to take care of the audience, I was also tending to the comics. Um, the musicians were surprisingly low maintenance, actually. <laughs> we should learn from them. <laughs> but um, yeah, dealing, dealing with people's needs kind of at the moment. And also on Zoom, things are unpredictable. We had one situation where somebody made a really negative comment to one of the comics. And um, it was a very tense moment. She handled it brilliantly. She just said, Mom, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah. critical comments. Um, yeah. Critical comments happen, but for the most part, um, the audiences were great and the comics were great. Um, even with having to juggle people's wants and needs, you know, it was it was really a pleasure. There were a lot of different personalities, um, but you know, we made it work. That last part for you, though, Lindsay, um, and then and, and then Yolanda, we're coming, we're flying in it puts a lot of tech responsibility in your hands. I mean, both of you, and especially you, Yolanda, uh, such a longstanding career in film and television, those are the parts that the that the performer and even an on-set producer doesn't have to think about. Lindsay, just give us a little bit about, like, did you, were, was there an extra layer of anxiety because of tech, worried about Zoom, like just tech at all? Well, we had a wonderful guy, Tom Mayer, who helped us with a lot of the tech. Um, he wasn't available uh, at one point, though, and we also had a bit of a learning curve. So there were times where we had to juggle and we had to mute people and um, and figure out what was going on very quickly so it didn't disturb the, the flow of the show, especially since, you know, with the comedy, you don't want to break people's rhythms. Um, so, yeah, there was a constant tension. You know? I got it. You could you could hear the jaws theme in the water, you know, and somebody gonna somebody's going to to pipe up and and say something or you know, just leave their mic on when they have an argument with their husband or whatever. Right. <laughs> now, on the other hand, Yolanda, I'm sure at such a large level or high level with such a large audience, like it, you guys don't have that challenge. You don't have an audience in the Zoom the way that we do kind of on these underground shows, but were there any other layers to the tech and that side of production that made this as a as a already live production any more intense than it already was? Well, you know, we dealt with a guy, um, gentleman by the name of Brian at Zoom, which is amazing. And I think that what we did is we had to stumble through with our with our stand-ins prior to our our actors so i think that that really helped iron out a lot of things with our directors so that because we only you know literally we only use the, the actual actors for four hours two right. hours for rehearsal and then an, an hour before they came in you know to do a you know run through and then we go hour live so we we like doing a full script and you know 
nine times out of ten, if they're working, they probably didn't even see the script until we put it on the teleprompter that day when they went live. So, or when we did the rehearsal. So it was, you know, it could have been some challenging moments. And I had to really jump in on the fact since it, you know, was remote that some of these actors were in New York and I'm in New York. So I, you know, I, I got a whole, you know, shooting kit now. You have a what kit? Say that again. I have my own shooting kit now. Oh, oh, <laughs> so that, which is my next question. Like you just said teleprompter. So I'm like, did you have to go to people's homes and like help them with that? Or well, did they have they had a laptop, a LED circle light and a mic? They were good to go. And a green screen. They and a green screen. Because yeah, Zoom dropped in all of the backdrop, you know, the backdrop, right. backdrop to it. So, and they controlled all that. So it was, it was easy for them to to be able to do that end of it. It was just getting it to the people because people started doing a lot of moving around. And, you know, on Friday I was told they were gonna be in LA, but then on Saturday I'm told they're gonna be, you know, in Atlanta. So then boom, Saturday I'm going to buy equipment to make sure that I have it, you know, on a plane Monday to be there live for Tuesday. Wow. Wow. Let me ask you this, Yolanda, who, cause you were saying that one of the things you mentioned was that when Regina came to you, things were kind of set. Had all the selections for not only the shows, but the episodes of shows. Do you know how what went into the choosing of the particular episodes that were chosen? Um, Ryan Bethay and and um, Ryan Michelle Bethay and Tessa Thompson were in charge of programming, so they chose the the uh, actual shows and the scripts. Normally, when you do like um, a show, like a series, kind of like that, you know, in the real world, we get the the outlines in advance so we know what we're casting so in my mind i'm thinking oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna, I, you know i jumped on i'm gonna be have this done by the end of september and then realizing that you know there's clearances that have to come into play and and certain things because you are doing it live and you aren't doing it and it's a one-off so you don't have to go through so much red tape uh-huh to be able to you know get the right to use the script and their likeness you know, like how we were able to change the names, you know, the faces and do the little, how they did the little flashes of who's, you know, what the original and then the new. So those are those things, you know, all came into play. So um, it was like, you know, a trial and error. Okay. A kind of situation. And and it, it's a learning curve because it was great to know that now you want to have all of these things in place before you like jump in. Wow. I got to say this. Um and I want to, and I, and I definitely want to kind of go back in both of your careers to to what what you think most prepared you for this day. But I have the confession session, and this is definitely for our our folks here. And if there's anybody, you guys, amongst the commenters, please, you guys, for the folks in the audience, if you guys have questions for uh, Lindsay or Yolanda, please feel free to ask them because we are, you know, these ladies are have done some amazing th things. And if you guys have questions for them, we want you to ask. Stefan, of course, everybody knows anybody who knows me personally, you know, I'm a talker, but like. I personally, and I know this is going to sound like sacrilege, I never watched Friends. When Friends was on TV, it came during the years of my very much like in protest of anything that has no representation of African-Americans. And it came at a time, even when you they brought on Aisha Tyler with all love and respect, it was for me, it was too little too late. Like you have built you've built a, a house that you basically are doing this add on kind of a plywood add on to you know, and that's no disrespect to Aisha, who I love, who I respect as a as an actress and a comedian and you know, and a host and all the things that she does. But um, 
you guys, what the work that you guys did and the casting that you guys did gave me an episode that I enjoyed and that I could follow as someone who cared, you know, so little. I And here's the thing. I still, I respect all the actors who were on Friends. I love Jennifer Aniston. I love Lisa Kudrow, but just that framework was, you know, who I was at that time, that was problematic for me. Exactly. But I just, I want to give you just shout out. I'm sorry, say that again. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, say that. that was TV at that time. So absolutely, a lot of a, a lot of the African American audience felt that way. We weren't, okay. you know, wasn't gravitated towards um, watching that show. I I actually watched the show. Right. So I mean, I, I was very familiar with it, and with choosing the episodes that we chose, we chose like the most popular episode for each show, like a uh, series that we chose. Wow. So that and that was the grabbing art that, and that was the most popular episode. I, but I see why, like I obviously as never having watched it, I like, it was just such a great clear episode. And to me, you know, Sterling Brown is inimitable. Let's just, you know, I just have to put it out there. Like he's amazing, but like, like they, they worked that, like, like they worked that. So I just, my hats go off. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that people re received it because we weren't trying to recreate or try to reboot Friends. We paid homage to every, this is paying homage to every show, letting people know that not only were we having our Martins and our girlfriends and all of our shows, we, there was, there was a time that this is what the only audience that we were able to, and people did watch it. Right. And they were able to, you know, and, and we can, and, we were kind of saying that this is what we can do. We can do the same thing. Wow. So it doesn't have to be an all, you know, like how Friends was based. It was an all, you know, pretty much an all white cast, you know, and, and pretty much not very many black guest stars. Right. So it was kind of like for paying homage, but this is like, we we, we could do it too. We could do and it. And it, and it rocked. And it like it, and it, was it no rocked. Success. And it was like, and, and actually the, the, you know, the, the writer of that episode loved that we paid homage. Nice. That's yeah. cool. I this the next day and was like, you know, thank you. And, you know, it was great. You know, the, the actors, the actors, everybody loved it. Wow. I, I want to find out a little bit more about maybe what else is next. But to you, Lindsay, so you were putting on, so since your show had a different type of structure, like what went into you choosing the comedians that you chose from week to week? Because... One of the things that you always stress every time we came on that this was nothing was ever vulgar, but there was freedom of speech. So how did you select comedians that were because you had always for anybody that maybe didn't get to watch our shows? I don't know if we, we can figure out maybe I don't know if there there we could figure out a way to set up our archives. We have to figure that out because yeah, it's, um, we all we always had. I just want to say this as a shout out to Lindsay. We had such a diverse show. We always had. African-Americans, we had South Asian, we had Latino, and this is in our performers, we had LGBTQ+. What went into the composition of, of choosing artists for each uh, show, Lindsay? Well, I am really proud of our diversity and it actually just stemmed out of my seeing so many people that the, the people who, who struck me as the most interesting had different stories. So there was no intentional move towards diversity. It just happened naturally out of, uh, I don't want to say a meritocracy because like comedy is so subjective, but in terms of this, the stories that I wanted to hear and the things that were making me laugh, 
um, came from a diversity of spaces. So I went to everything that I could. I went to lots of open mics. I went to lots of shows. I asked people, I asked friends of friends, I posted. Um, I did everything I could to just see lots and lots of comedians. And, um, and the same with musicians. Musicians were actually harder to find. Um, comedians, I found everybody wanted to jump in um, it was very easy to get comedians. It was, um, I don't want to, it's not as dramatic as heartbreaking, but it was kind of sad that we had to limit, like there were so many more people that I wanted to include as well. And I hated saying no to people, um, but there was just such a wealth of talent. Um, and I, I feel like we really lucked out in terms of who was excited about the project too. Oh, and we found people off of Instagram and we found people off of recommendations and you know, it was a wide net. Let me ask you this, Lindsay, before I go back to Yolanda, what do you think, like, since none of us can predict the future and and, and, and Yolanda, I'm gonna need, I want your, definitely your input here. I'm starting with you, Lindsay. Like, clearly on the media side, live, I mean, regular television production, they've done everything. So they're, they're, you know, they're back in business. Like, I don't think any of our shows are delayed. I think everything may have been delayed by time, but I think just about everybody that I'm aware of, at least the things that I like, they're all back. But what do you think will be the place, Lindsay, for Zoom and streaming live comedy like this or these types of shows beyond COVID? So when we're able to go back to going into comedy clubs, do you think that there's something we'll be able to take with us that Zoom has taught us? Oh, yeah, I think that's a really good insight. I think during this time, we've been given the gift of Zoom comedy, which is it has obvious, obvious problems. I mean, the biggest problem being that you don't have that live audience energy to play off of and that connection that you can build. Um, but there is something that can be very polished but playful about um, Zoom. It's not, the crowd work is very different, um, but it's still possible to have crowd work. So I think after, you know, once we get back to before times, we have after times and <laughs> COVID is, is done, I think that there still will be a place for Zoom because the other thing is that it has made geography irrelevant. You know, we have uh, in one show, you can have people from Japan. In fact, we did. We had yeah. Japan and DC and New York and all over California and, you know, Texas and like all in one show. And you can't do that when something's live. It, it's inherently local. And I think it, opens you to different perspectives and to different stories when you can get that international and cross-national perspective as well. Amen. Yeah. Um, thank you, Kate Canner. Thank you, Kate R. Canner. She says, good question. So Yolanda, to you, like your blessing is like super mixed because again, you know, we, we, we've named some of your talent. I mean, some of your credits and I'm sure that IMDB is on the short end of the, of what you have provided just from what I know personally, but in your, your business where you are, regular production is coming back. So that means that as a casting director, you're still kind of, you're back to a good a good bit of before times business. But after having worked on this project, where do you see the place of Zoom entertainment at these higher levels with, with higher, you know, with, with higher level stars? Cause you worked with these great folks. Do you see, do you see it as having a place? Oh, I you know? absolutely do. I absolutely see it having a place um, because it's a safe haven now for those that will feel you know that they might want to do projects and and i think that zoom saw how uh, much of a response 
that it got. So that I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because technically Zoom is 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 kind of technically it's like a channel. They wait yeah. when everything is like a channel. So I, I don't see I see them definitely you know capitalizing and definitely taking it further a step further with doing it because of the graphics and the things you can drop in and the green screens and all of that. They they just have so much to be able to do. Yeah, it's definitely got a place. Absolutely. Um, I want to shift, uh, starting with you, Yolanda, a little bit to kind of given every the breadth of your own career, and we talked about it again before, you know, a little bit before the, the show started. Um, what do you think in your own career as a casting person, and even as a production person, because I know that you did, you did some production, like prepared you for this moment. Can you, is there anything in particular that you say, hey, I'm so glad that these are the skills that I have. Anything in particular over your years that pre prepared you for a moment like this? Um, I would have to say that I kept really great relationships with people that I was able to pick up the phone and call them. And I've been very consistent over my 25 plus years in casting that um, having a good relationship and, and not burning bridges, and you might not have to pick up the phone every day, but as long as you are consistent and and you are thoughtful and you think about these people and in your work process, because I am there, I, I am someone that you know that employs them. Mm -hmm. Then um, it was it was kind of like an easy an easy shift for me to be able to do it. And I think that was why it was okay. I think that Virginia was just like you know, boom, you can do this because you know if you you can pick up the phone. If you can't, I will. You know, so it was wow. one of those great kind of like like. It led me up to that, definitely. And having to be able to call Anthony Anderson, like, you know, I need you to do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I, I got you. You know, so that, that <laughs> having those great relationships and, and never um, weighing from who I was and who I, and the respect that I have, it definitely led me up to this moment. Wow. And I have one more question for you, but I want to jump to Lindsay because before we get out of here, um, or in, and you both ladies, you both have the opportunity to stay with us a little longer on the broadcast because we've got some segments. However, I know what time it is where you are, Yolanda. So I want to ask Yolanda, I mean, I want to ask Lindsay something, but I want us, I want to talk a little bit about for maybe 30 seconds or more one night in Miami, the, uh, which I think is, I'm, I'm sorry, I get a little teary, but I want to talk about that before we let you go. Lindsay, what do you think? Because you're an actress and you're a, a, a comic, and you know I met you uh, as a comic, and I'm just as a for me as a comic, I'm learning so much from you. Tell us what do you think are the things that your career up to this point prepared you? Because you talked about working with the International Film Festival. What are the things that you think prepared you for working with this Zoom show and its success? Because just for the record, you guys, we didn't talk about it, but we raised money and we we definitely had we got up to large audiences for our scale. So we're very proud of all of those things, but tell us what you think in your career prepared you for this work. Yeah, um, I think running a film festival really, uh, really had a lot of the same uh, patterns of doing things, of dealing with people, of making things happen. Um, but I've always loved running projects. I mean, when I was 12 years old, I kind of gathered my friends together and had us start a little newspaper. Like I, I've always, if I don't have a project, then I feel like something is missing in my life. So um, in a way, you know, the project let me do it. Like it was an opportunity for me to do something that I would be doing in some form anyway. If I wasn't doing something for the film festival, then I might be 
just producing comedy shows. Um, it was something that I was actually kind of leaning towards as a comic. Um, so I kind of had it spinning around um, when this opportunity came up. And um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was amazing to find such a willing and dedicated group of performers and a team. I think pulling it together under the Biden-Harris umbrella really, um, it was it was a wave of hope. You know, it really, I think, was an opportunity for uplift for all of us. And it was amazing to be able to community build. To so, community build. Amen. Amen. I amen. That. I like the way you said that. Community <laughs> build. Absolutely. Amen. So Yolanda, before we let you get out of here, tell us what's tell us the what's happening, like the, the latest for you that we can promote and tell people about and say this is her work, go see it. Well, um, my latest, um, as you guys know, is coming out January 15th on Amazon. Um, one night in Miami. I am really super, super duper excited about working on this project with Kim. I worked with Kim Harden and uh Kristen um Bustamante, and we um it was the best uh, experience because I did a worldwide search on this. Like I, I did, I mean, literally Australia, uh, London, like I, I went everywhere for this project and to see this come out and you guys have to realize that this was a play that Keith Powers did. And for it to be set up the way she shot it, Regina shot this, you get the same feel of it. I just can't wait for you guys to see it. I'm just so happy to be a part of the project. I've been, I can't, I can't wait till it comes out because everyone will, will see what all of those hard, long months was worth. And um, I'm still teaching my acting classes. I started it back up this week. So I, I, I do Zoom acting classes. Um, so it's great because now I have everyone from Washington to Texas to Florida. So I'm not just in New York doing that. And um there are some things coming on the on the horizon in the new year. We're not going to change it. So Got it. No, we respect that. So let me just say oh, this. Work so, with all of these other directors like Chris uh, Kristen Swanson and Sanaa Lathan and Gina Prince-Blythewood, it reignited the great relationships. So I, I really looking forward to um, 2021. And you guys, just so that everybody knows, she was naming the directors of the different episodes. Because I, like, I feel like we... 30 minutes, but man, we both, we have to have you both back. But I just want to say this, you guys, Yolanda is the real deal. Like Lindsay, Yolanda, you have, they're talking about Oscar. I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. They have, they're talking about Oscars for these cats in this film. They're talking about like article, I mean, um, how they're going to campaign. So it is, and, and all I keep thinking, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay business is my friend Yolanda, you know, is part of that. And it's just very exciting because you know, I, if you don't know who Leslie Odom is, I'm like, like I mean, like with all the cats, like, Hamilton, you know, and and you know, it, working with, I'm just these guys, the best ensemble. Oh, and and you know, um, Eli, you guys, you guys are going to be so taken back by his performance. These people embodied these people. I mean, these are real people. So it's not like you know, it's somebody that you're being made up. These people that are you know legacies and right and and it's it's really it's gonna be and, and let's give everybody the premise in case there's anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about so let's go back for a second and i know and it and i know our time is up with you yolanda and Lindsay. i'm coming I back we got one more question for you so a couple of things given the time so 
so that people know the backdrop is this. There is a great play. Let me start with this play first. There's a great play called The Meeting. And The Meeting is a, a play that is very huge in the African-American community, theater community. And it, it chronicles a fictionalized meeting. What would it have been like if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X had actually met and spent time together? Um, what, what, is, what people don't know is that Malcolm was actually younger than Martin. Uh, but Malcolm was killed before Martin, uh, younger than Martin. And they met in an airport. The one iconic photo that we ever see of them together is that they were crossing paths in an airport. But this incredible theater piece was written, I want to say 60s, maybe 70s, or maybe 60s, that chronicles them, you know, talking through their views. And it's been uh, something that's, again, part of African-American theater canon, where you see it tour, where you see it in a lot of local Black theater houses. Now, let's go to One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami chronicles real live people who actually met and spent this one night in together in this hotel where you had Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, who had won a championship fight, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown, who were four men at the time, really at the height of in their own lanes of what they were doing. And so this is the I mean, there will there will not be a way, obviously, for us to know the details of those conversations. However, because the FBI was following Malcolm X at the time and Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King and Muhammad Ali and, and had them tapped, we know that it happened. So we're talking about Regina King having the opportunity. And tell me the playwright's name. I don't want to leave him out. What's his name? Powers. We talking, we're talking about Keith Powers saying that we want to explore this space and bring to life this historical moment. And then Regina King having the opportunity to get a hold of the script and be the director and then bring it to larger audiences outside of Florida. Because if I'm not mistaken, Keith is based, isn't he based in, where is he based? He, he's actually based on, 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 on the East Coast. Um, right. But it was a long standing that the play was in London. Okay. For years, long standing. So, I mean, it's been around for a very, very long time. And, you know, for this to be her direct directorial debut. Right. And to have this and to have all of this Oscar buzz behind it, it's just, you know, it, it's just a great ride to be a part of. Right. So we just want to just big up to you, Yolanda. We want to... Um, just congratulate you because you have, again, you're saying you have a 25 year career. You look 27, you look 30. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You look. <laughs> be 50 this year, so we got to, you know. Right. The turn up is real. The turn up is real. Uh, you're looking good, sis. And so I just want to shout you out in that way, you guys. So one night in Miami coming to the, uh, coming to Amazon in January, but they are going to get it in a couple of theaters they before the year. They're going to do a couple of theaters, but it is going to come out um, via Amazon. Right. And, um, and everybody that I know that has on the, on the, you know, on the other side of the business, um, the agenting men that have seen screenings, they're all raving about it. So I, we I are nothing but great things. Right. Coming back from it. Yeah. You guys had a, they had a screening, a drive-through screening um, a couple of weeks ago in LA. Right. Oh. At, uh, at the Grove, and it was, you know, I, people were calling me from it, like, it's so good, I can't wait. I was like, ah, I'm so glad you guys are screening, and you guys are going to support it. So, so, absolutely. Amen. Um, with that, Yolanda, we know it's midnight where you are. We are so grateful to have had you. Lindsay, hold on, we've got another question for you. So, Yolanda, we um we understand. you got to go to bed, and Thank you got to go to work so tomorrow. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and I would be love to come back. You will, yeah. you will. Right, love you. Meet you, Lindsay. We need to talk. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Enjoy, you guys. Thank you. Bye, Yolanda. 
All right. So Lindsay, and again, this is our last question for you. And then I, if you want to stay with us, we do a lot of fun stuff. We've got our other co-host in the house, one out, one in. We've got Dan back in. So everybody was asking. Um, and oh, Natalie, man, I've Natalie, I should have, I meant to, and I didn't, and I had it in my head. So you guys, my, my, uh, my dear friend, my child's godmother, you know, I got to shout Natalie out because we all, when we worked with Yolanda, we were all in the same building. And so I meant to let Yolanda know Natalie was here and I forgot. And Natalie, my heart, I'm so sorry. Please, please forgive me. Um, to you, Lindsay, last question. And again, if you want to stay, we want you to stay. Like, what's next? What, what, where do we see you? Where do we look forward to seeing your, your face next? And tell us what's on the horizon and tell us uh, which, which, you know, do, what big Zoom plans, which, what are you cooking up? Yeah. Um, I am, I'm just sort of taking a beat and reinflating, um, but I'm working um, on the, with the Senate races in, in Georgia. Georgia. I'll be, I'll be text banking and doing the postcards and all that sort of stuff um, for them. That's really kicking off. Um, and then I have several comedy shows coming up and people can reach me at Loon Laughs. Um, that's my handle on everything Loon Laughs and it's loonlaughs at gmail.com if anybody wants to get on a list to see, you know, what's going on. But a few comedy shows and and hoping to change this country for the good. <laughs> Amen. I, I, you know, what's so what's okay, you're saying a few comedy shows, but tell us at least one where they can tune in. Anything coming up this weekend or next week? Um, there's not. There's, okay. I actually it's a private client. I it's a private software company. So I got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Nothing. Okay. So, um, no worries. No worries. I, I just, you know, there's so many great and we're, and you guys are starting kind of a great series that we're going to keep doing on here, which is just bringing on great content producers in the time of COVID because we just have so many, um, that are doing so many great things. And, you know, from the scale of what Yolanda and that team did to what you are doing and to what, you know, some of the great names that we'll mention that, folks may not know, but Keisha Norton and Trish Sullivan and Mayor Chohan, so many great folks that maybe you guys have never heard of, but they're keeping, and Anne Lucero, um, Anna the Russian down in Miami, the, the list goes on of folks that are doing comedy content in the time of COVID. And so we're just very proud to have you and to know that we did it. You know, that's, I feel like that's the only thing I didn't get to say that I, that we can say that we did it, that we had, my dad always says that we had, we put foot, footprints on the moon with this. You know what I'm saying? We, we put, I mean, my dad didn't make that quote, but he, my dad always says I had some footprints there, but that's what we're talking about. Being able to say that in this historic win, the work of Lindsay Loon, the work of you know, Londa Hunt and uh, Regina, you know, all these folks. Regina Keel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We had something to do with that, uh, you know. Yeah. And so, good stuff. Um, well, we definitely look forward. I, to that I also find it extremely fascinating to meet a comedian who is volunteering to do administrative work. <laughs> um, that well, is, that's yeah, awesome. Outreach. You got it. It has to be done. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we, uh, one thing is that we will be picking up the series again, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do it before the races end as a, a promotion for the races and a fundraiser and a community building thing, or if we're just going to do it afterwards as, as a private, I mean, as a public thing, but nonpartisan, just comedy and music. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it will be happening. If anybody's interested in the shows, please contact me. They will be happening. I'm just not sure when. 
Right. And I, and I'm with you and you guys, if you, you know, we, um, we're, and we're always, you know, if there are people out here that are listening and, you know, and you, you know, you can let us know what you've, what you've either hosted or maybe show run on zoom. We, you know, we want to stack a good deck for producing whatever is left. So we, you know, we'd love to hear from you yeah. Um, you guys. My handle is there, but Lindsay Loon, Loon laughs everywhere. Um, and with that, um, just congratulations, Lindsay. And, I, uh, let me say, I don't think I was looking to see if there were any more questions and there were not. Um, so with that, so we have a couple of segments we've got coming up, um, before we have our next guest at nine twenty-five. So you are, I don't even, I, I, we've talked through. So in terms of time, you guys talk to me, what do we even have? Like, I know, is it time for, um, Amanda or what do we do? Or do you got to go, oh, Lindsay? I understand. Do I hop off now? Is that? No, you're you're welcome to stay, but I just looked at the time, so I we our clock is a little off. Are we going to have time? Can I watch you guys from off camera? Say that again. Can I watch you guys from off camera? Yes, yes, okay. yes. All right, all right. So you got it. So Stefan, she's we're okay, off. Right. Lindsay's going off to do something in secret. Yes. Okay. How are you guys doing? No worries. Sorry, I'm a little oh. bit late. Well, I hold on just... a second. Let me say this before you start in, Dan. Um, to Lindsay, uh, Natalie Booker, who came to the shows, who's on here with us, says, great job, Lindsay, on the Biden-Harris victory shows. It was such a good place to de-stress from it all and get involved. Thank you, Lindsay. And thank you, Natalie, for such an amazing comment, because Natalie came to those shows, you guys. She was, they, they probably, she'd probably get a perfect attendance um, award for coming to the Biden Harris show. She came to quite a few and we are grateful <laughs> because we had a lot of great repeat supporters like that. People who came in every week to, to check out what was going on and to be a part of the process and be a, be, be a part of the vibration. So thank you, Natalie and Lindsay. I'm praying that we're, you hear that and you can see that. All right. Uh, Hello, and Anthony Hello, Villarreal says that he was just popping in to say, Hey, and give support, which sounds like I'm in, but I'm out. Anthony, that's what that sounds like. I'm saying hello, <laughs> but goodbye at the very same time. <laughs> he's a busy man. He's a great yeah. dubstep uh, uh, DJ. So he's probably got some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a little bit late. Uh, I was uh, at the first show of the Dow comedy showcase, uh, yeah. you know, supporting some friends. I got my first show coming up this Saturday. Come Woo! on. So anyways, I, I'm going to put the flyer on it uh, tomorrow. But anyways, just uh, that's why I was a little late. I wanted to make sure that I was supporting fellow classmates. Always, anyway. always golden rule. Golden rule. That's what all of my um, one of my acting teachers says. Golden rules. We got to buy a ticket to sell a ticket like you, you can't always, you know, you as uh, my old folks say, you can't always show up somewhere with your hand out. You have to have, you know, put something in to, hey. to you know, um, See, no people, worries, that's Anthony. why comedians aren't going to make any money, because the minute someone buys a ticket to our show, we buy a ticket to their show and they buy a ticket to their show. <laughs> and so, you know, donate to your local comedian any way you can. I don't know. Give, Whiskey, give, give. whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, uh oh. No. <laughs> All right. So we're getting ready to have another guest. Yes. I'm excited. Oh yes. This is someone else, the uh, big up that I've met during the on the comedy scene. Stefan, tell us about. Oh, yeah. Tell us so, about blonde bitch LA. <laughs> Amanda Michelle. I met her uh, when she was hosting Flappers, and she was mm -hmm. doing tech. And she's a really awesome person. And we did a, uh, what is it? A Flappers 48 hour film challenge. And I believe we, we won, we won a round. We, uh, we got first place. One of the rounds It was called space date. And she also directs and writes and does comedy as well. And, uh, we're going to bring her on. 
Hello. 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 Oh, you're muted at the moment, Amanda. Sorry. No one can hear the bat All signal. Right, there we go. Yay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do I need to take that down? I forgot. No, 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 you know what I love to do with the bat signal every once in a while? I like to move it to a lighthouse. Oh, oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> anyway. Right. I don't know where, where where you would find the lighthouse, but <laughs> it keeps them busy for hours. Oh, uh, I get it. I didn't get it until right now. <laughs> I'm gonna grab I'm my gonna drink. cut that one from my bit. I'm like, I'm funnier when I have a cocktail in my hand, so here we go. <laughs> so so tell me what uh what brought you to stand up comedy? What brought me to stand-up comedy was I heard you guys talking earlier about SNL and that honestly was why I got into stand-up because I went through Second City. I went through Iowa West. Um, currently still at Groundlings, but who knows if when we could take a class in person again. Right. Um, and I know that they would also recruit stand-up, especially in the recent years. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try it. I've already taken all these other classes. I've already graduated from conservatories. Um, and then I think it was also that I was in improv groups. And sometimes no one would show up. <laughs> we had like five to 10 people and booking so many shows. I'm like, screw this. And I'm like, I've already been told like, I'm funny. I'm already a writer. I might as well fucking go do stand up. Sorry. I don't know if I can swear. I probably can't. Oh, no, you're, you're good. Okay. Well, you can. <laughs> well, I did. We're um, almost so like, sponsored. Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Okay. I'll be here myself when you guys are sponsored. <laughs> if I'm welcome back. So, and oh, then I'm just like, then I only have myself to count on. So I'm just like, all right, I'll try stand up. Um, the first time I did stand up was actually at the comedy store main room. Ooh. I did so well that they let me go on for like 10, 15 minutes. And Lorenzo Lamas, I think he's from Knight Rider, came up to me after and they're like, bullshit, that wasn't your first that wasn't your first time doing stand-up. Because they're like, oh, her first time performing Amanda Michelle probably was my name at the time, which still is. Um, anyways. And then he's like, No, you're not. This this may be your first time at this club. And I'm like, no, this was my first time ever doing stand up and I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess I can do this since people think I'm a pro, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, and just, just for the record, my Gen X uh, hairs went up when you said he's from Knight Rider. <laughs> that, Is that um, where so he's from? No. Renegade, renegade right? Rene <laughs> so, renegade? No, he, but he, Lorenzo Lamas did soaps for years. Like, but, oh, um, I have no idea. Michael, oh my gosh, he's from Baywatch did Knight Rider. Um, oh my gosh, what is the actor's name? But anyway, but Lorenzo Lamas was definitely a cutie of the 80s. But he his Highlander. Uh, but his biggest, uh, like I think the beginning of his career that so many of us know is, you know, just the soap. I want to say General Hospital. I'm trying to think, but um, but definitely a cutie. Like he's, you know, I think before we had uh, an awareness of a Latin movement. But anyway, I, I digress. But that was Michael. <laughs> what is the dude from Baywatch? Like I, I here I am trying to give you a hard time. And oh, then David I, Hasselhoff. Yes, Dave, okay, so David Hasselhoff that. was right. <laughs> David yes. Hasselhoff. I don't know where Michael even came from. So anyway, let me not give you a hard time. And I've just also, oh, okay. I big up to you, Amanda <laughs> Michelle, because I've been on shows that you've hosted, definitely. Okay. Um, and we've actually taken class together, I think, during Burbank Comedy Fest. We took a class together. Oh, and, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so I just, I love your work and your oh, your voice you. is so fresh. I mean, I know you, I think you've probably been at stand-up longer yeah. than I have, but just an amazing voice. Um, and so, awesomeness. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've, seen, I've had the privilege to do shows or classes with all of you guys so it's it's awesome to be here and you guys are hilarious or else i wouldn't be here you were gonna say something dan what were you gonna say sir well now it's out of the moment i was just going to give yeah. a fun fact uh, lorenzo Lamas did not raise llamas 
Ah. So just just so nobody has that misconception. Gotcha, man. I, I see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, I told okay. you it's a little bit past the past the point where it would work. But oh so, well, we said it anyway. So who, are, who are some comedians that uh, influenced influence you or that inspire you? I would say Molly Shannon. Going back to the older, I was going to say funnier SNL days, but I, I, they always have their moments, and I've always felt, even if it's not like the best lineup or best episode or best, set, there's always funny moments, and I've always been obsessed with the show, and we have to give them credit for like the turnaround of like material and memorizing they do, so even if it wasn't like the funniest thing I ever laughed at, like you still have to give them credit. Um, so, anyways, growing up in Ohio, um, I was in the closet. People would make fun of me because I was gay before I even knew I was gay. So I found out instead of people laughing at me, I can get them to laugh with me by telling jokes. So I would reenact like Molly Shannon, Superstar. Um, yeah. That movie came out. So I would, yeah, Mary Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> and then <laughs> all her characters, I would memorize all the SNL sketches and like come to school on Monday and have them all like memorized. Um, I also, like Austin Powers was big. I'm dating myself, but I don't care. Austin Powers, like I, I memorized that whole movie and I would do like my Dr. Evil, like the whole dance with mini me and like just ridiculous stuff. Um, so that anyways, I did that because I'm like, well, people aren't going to laugh at me anymore. I mean, they are, yeah. but hopefully they're laughing with me. Um, so you're right. To the, side. Sure. to the side. You're right. I got it wrong. I was doing my cute face, <laughs> my like Instagram <laughs> selfie, <laughs> but no, this oh is Dr. Evil. She's right. This She's is right. Uh, fun fact. Oh, I got you're right. Face. It's even oh, it hand is cocked right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going back to acting class. Oh, that's okay. I don't. I mean, I don't know if they teach you that in acting class. They might. I don't know. They Not used the to until you to. perfected it. Uh, no one else oh, can yeah. do it again. Method actor. Me. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, what made you uh, make a podcast? What? What brought about the podcast? Cheers to that. Oh, I was going to say, um, I actually got to meet Molly Shannon in real life. Oh, okay. And I started having like a nervous breakdown because she's also from Ohio and she's like very nice. And she tried to have this whole conversation with me because I was telling her about like, you're the reason why I'm comedy. You're the reason why I came out to L.A. You're like my hero. And I was like about to cry. And she was like asking me so many questions, like int truly seemed genuinely interested in getting to know me. And I was like, okay, bye. And I like <laughs> ran away. I was working retail at the time. And I just saw her in the store and I ran up to her like a nerd. And then I was so very awkward, but I hope I get a chance to meet her and work with her again. But it was so funny because of all the celebrities, all the people, like that was the person who I met. I mean, we live in LA. You meet so many celebrities, at least I have. That was the one person who I'm just like literally crying, hyperventilating. <laughs> I like how you ended the story. Okay, bye. Because the minute you did yeah. that, all I heard was the Larry David Caribbean enthusiasm music in my head <laughs> right away. No, yeah, it gets like that, you know. When I met, I went to Consign CDs and I met Tim Robbins at the Tower Records in Hollywood before it got taken down. And no, yeah, that was, you know, meeting people that you look up to or admire can be hard. Yeah, for sure. And it was a good interaction. So that that makes it even better because it's it's bad when you like meet somebody that you're just like, oh, I love your work. And then they're just like, fuck you. <laughs> they don't say oh, fuck yeah. you, but they might as well just say fuck you and walk away because that would have been better than the reaction I got. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
You know, Stefan, you said Tim Robbins, and I had to look him up to remember who he was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the guy that reminds me of a less threatening Kevin Spacey. Cool. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, wow. <laughs> so funny. Um, I, Amanda, you make a good point, though. I think like one of my greatest lessons being in L.A., because I, I worked retail, too. So I was working in Banana Republic when I first got to L.A. And it was just it was a, a swivel door of you name it. Like, I mean, from Chris yeah. Rock to Gerald Busby, you guys probably wouldn't know who that is, but just so many people. And I remember he was a behind the scenes music executive that is legendary um, in black music. But I remember like shortly after Oscars that year was 97 and um, Emma Thompson had won for best adapted screenplay on Sense and Sensibility. And she came into Banana Republic and I was <laughs> such a bother. And, and I was such a bother in the worst way because I didn't even really know what to say. We had just, uh, Banana Republic had just uh, rolled out skincare at the time. I don't think they sell it anymore. So I was trying to show her lotion, but I didn't have anything intelligent to say. And there we are with lotion. I think she eventually was just like, I'm going to walk away gently, but I'm going to walk oh away God. from this young woman because she's not saying anything like, so I understand like being and at that time i love her more now than i even mm -hmm. loved her then i was just starstruck at that moment <laughs> and now 20 years later i would give anything just like she is to me she's like all things that i would love to be like actress writer you know able oh. to do all these things successfully and be yes. funny um but um and still have a career that was almost that was 20 plus years ago and she's still you know whatever so i it's a very serious thing to figure out how do we make these interactions make sense and not you know whatever but i think yeah. it's also beautiful it's beautiful in this vibrational way that you attracted at least connecting with the person that is your reason you know like that's yeah. very powerful despite however yeah. it turned out no one can take away from you what that, that meant yeah. You know, the encounter. Yeah. That's a great word, yeah. the encounter. Yeah. No, that's rare, man. That's rare. I've never met Jim Carrey yet. Damn it. Uh-oh. Put it out there. <laughs> Maybe you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, what brought up what brought a, uh your podcast? Uh, what what made that? How did your podcast come about? Yeah. Sorry, so uh, <laughs> that's all folks. Um like I mentioned, I went through Second City, and yeah. my best friend I met at Second City, this was about, I think, nine years ago, to be honest. Yeah, about nine years ago, we went through the whole program. We just ended up being in every single class together. Yeah. And the day we found out we were friends is I went up to him, and I took his coffee, and I said, I need that. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and this boy coming up to me, stealing my coffee. Oh, okay. So anyways, after we went through the whole program, we're like, well, YouTube was popular at the time. I mean, it's still popular, but YouTube, I think, was still coming, like, it was making its notice at the time, I think, with podcasts and shows and all that. So I'm like, all right, well, let's do a show, and let's do something. We could do something. Why not? And then we did the first episode. I think it was an hour of us just sitting at, like, a bench at his house and just talking trending topics. So awkward. We did a dance break in the middle of it. And then we're like, this is boring. We need to like evolve this. So then we started bringing in, you know, we started bringing on guests and now we've turned it into cheers to that happy hour live. We adjusted during the whole shutdown. We shoot it every Friday, 6.30 PM to 7.30 PM. And we have guests, we drink, we play a drinking game. Um, starting this month, we're going to have people come on and do like a five minute stand up set. 
So just to kind of make it just like, you know, a fun, interactive, like show, like a happy hour with, you know, with some drinking games, some entertainment. We talk trending topics and we have everybody on from actors, writers, musicians. And that also gives them an opportunity to like this, like talk about yourself. So that's how we got into it. And we also do the sketches like uh, Stefan was saying. We also do like we try to do at least a, a sketch a month onto the YouTube channel. So we were doing podcasts and we didn't even know it was a podcast. We just thought it was like a talk show on YouTube, but now it's a podcast, I guess. You know, I can't even remember what game we were playing for the drinking game. I don't know why. Oh, because we were probably drunk by time. <laughs> we were <laughs> hammered by that point. No, I remember I was, I was, I, I was actually pretty hammered and I was like, it's only 6.30 at night now. Or 7.30, <laughs> something like that. I was like, oh boy, I drank the good beers early. Yeah. It, was a good, it was a great night, though. Very, yeah. Thank you for bringing us there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. that you do that well. Like you bring on a lot of guests, and you do well with keeping them, you know, interactive, but not totally jumping on each other, which you know happens in a lot of shows. I mean, including yeah. ours. Uh, <laughs> but it was a really oh, fun show to be on. Lindsay, she says dance breaks are always good. I love it. I mean, we can do one right now. I'm not going to stand up in my. I guess I could stand up in my closet, but then you're not going to see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jazz hands is like the whatever. What's the um, Trump like? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. I think I'm offending people. Oh. <laughs> Lindsay turned me on to dance breaks. I didn't even really know that a dance break was really a thing. Like I just love to dance. Period. Period. Good. Or, good or bad. And certainly, thank God I can dance better than Trump. Um, but I just think that's amazing. <laughs> Lindsay also. Uh, Damn went, schools, like they telling you that you can't have a dance break. Why not do that in school? Like, anyway. Yeah. Well, and in some <laughs> schools they do. Lindsay had a question, and I know you've said yes. it once. Amanda, can you just say one more time, uh, maybe a little slower, the name of your podcast? For sure. It, it's, it's crawling across the bottom, but please say it, you know, tell us. Yeah, of course. It's called Cheers, the number two, that. Um, you could find it, Cheers to That Happy Hour Live. We do it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. And I think I threw it on LinkedIn just because it's it sounds stupid that... <laughs> The drinking podcast would be on LinkedIn. Why not? Um, and you can also find us on social media at Amanda, Michelle, and Shamar. It might be easier to find us that way as well. Okay. And yeah, and also, we're always looking for guests. You guys are welcome back or anyone else that wants to come on, do it. We want to do it. And also, I agree with you about LinkedIn. Like, it's LinkedIn literally is the, that's what we should call it, the why not of social media. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> like, I, 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 when I was doing, I was doing like these, um, I was doing like these kind of spiritual classes on Facebook and I would just like post them. I was like, why not? Like, I don't know that anybody over here cares, but why yeah. not? I agree. It's the why not of social media. Well, Tinder is all... Say that again, Amanda. Uh, I didn't hear you. That should be their new slogan. Why not? LinkedIn. Why not? The why not of social media. There yes. you go. I think that LinkedIn, um, you know, Tinder wanted to be called LinkedIn, but it was already taken. So it's ah. hmm. horrible. Uh, I get it. Oh I thought I meant the other way around. I've heard people is now actually hooking up on LinkedIn. I've heard of people like doing what you're supposed to do on Tinder on LinkedIn instead. So I guess that's a new hookup spot. I wouldn't know. I'm well, it's better married. than doing like what you're supposed to do on LinkedIn on Tinder. Like, ooh, those are great abs. <laughs> hey, can you file things? Oh, you know what collate means? Anyway. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I love the name of the show. <laughs> Because it sounds like a movie that was for Cheers 2, but the subtitle oh, okay. is just that. That would be awesome. Cheers 2, that. Like the show Cheers? 
Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, because um, I was like, I don't really I get it either. That. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna wait. I'll wait. <laughs> you know what? The reason why you don't get it is they never had a Cheers one. I'm just uh, living oh. out my imagination. Oh, <laughs> okay. I think that the show Cheers. I'm like, I know they drank at a bar. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it was a good show. Plenty of '80s misogyny. If you're into that, awesome. <laughs> Oh my. Oh my. So Sam is a bartender that sleeps with a lot of pretty ladies. Ah. That's that's cheers. Not during COVID, you're not Sam. Not during COVID, Sam. (laughs) No, no. So you have a fundraiser. You want to tell us about your fundraiser? For sure. So because I'm the one of the crazy people that instead of like, hey, the world shut down, why don't mm-hmm. you take a break? I'm like, no, I'm going to do the opposite. Um, I created a, I've been working on a TV pilot for the past two years. I then wrote it down to a proof of concept. So I started before the shutdown, some of the scenes I shot and it's called Diva Dads. It's basically based off of my life growing up in Ohio, struggling with my sexuality. Like I said, being bullied for being gay before I knew. My mother kicking me out of the house saying, go live with your father, who I didn't really have a relationship with. Mm. So I moved to San Francisco after high school to go live with him and his partner. And, I've, you know, it's a coming of age story. It's a family story, trying to reconnect with your family, as well as um, coming out and struggling with my sexuality. So it's called Diva Dads. Uh, it's mostly based off my life, but we're going to say interpretation. So no one sues me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm shooting that. Yeah. So the fundraiser is that production. We have two dates <laughs> to sound even crazier we're shooting tomorrow and Sunday during fucking LA restrictions and all that. But we are abiding by every single restriction. It is a SAG after project and we are fundraising. You can go to GoFundMe, Diva Dads or hashtag Diva Dads or follow me on any of my social media, Blonde Bitch LA. Um, I just, I feel like this, the story I've been working on for so long, uh, three years, now I'm finally shooting it so near to my heart. It's like, I, there needs to be more diversity out there. There needs to be more LGBTQ show, IAQRS TV shows out there um, because we need to see it because something like that, when I was growing up, probably would have made me come out sooner and be a lot more comfortable in my, in my, yeah. my skin and saying like it's okay to be gay <laughs> and not, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like these stories need to be told and to have something like this, I'm going to submit it to festivals and hopefully somebody would be interested in putting this on a network streaming broadcast. I don't care. It could be single cam or multi-cam. I would say it's Will and Grace, Birdcage, but the heart of this is us. Ah, very nice. Oh, oh no. Now I know what happened to one of the dads at the end. That's, no. a, pitch. That's a great pitch. That's a great pitch, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, I, I'd watch it. I, I agree. There should be more representation. There's not enough representation. Yeah. Of the vast, the vast sea of different people. You know. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, and then and the story takes place in San Francisco. So, I mean, obviously, it's very diverse in San Francisco. So, the entire cast is going to be diverse. Um, obviously, except for like my father is is uh, an Italian, and then my the guy that's playing my stepdad is actually mixed race. Um, I believe mixed race. Uh, his name's Clint Bowers. He's been on Broadway. He's playing um, Danny, which is a stepdad. And Aaron Bray is playing John, who's like the stubborn Italian, uh, kind of closet in a way, Catholic Italian man. So it's 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 so much fun. It's it's literally like watching a modern birdcage. So I hope nice. you guys, you know, check it out and 
oh, once yeah. I can screen it, or if it gets into a festival or something, I'll definitely share that. Share oh, yeah, if you have, if you have a trailer or something, let us know, and we'll definitely uh, promote and uh, cool. Share, yeah, share once I once I get there, yeah, we're we're almost there. This is the home stretch. And isn't it great to live in a time where you do a show in San Francisco and some producer doesn't ask you when's the car chase? Oh, is that a, wow. Is that a, wow. Wow. <laughs> so you guys are talking about 80 <laughs> stuff for you. I bring up I bring up 70 stuff and everybody's like, what? Are we, are we talking like, about I wasn't bullet? even alive then? Are we talking about <laughs> bullet with Steve McQueen? Is that what we're talking oh, about? I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about the fact that every San Francisco show back in uh, the 70s had to have that car chase with them jumping down the hills. Oh, but yeah. I would be more impressed if it was one of those iconic streets with the curves, but they never did it. Got it. Okay. I had no idea. Oh my yeah, god. Thanks for the support, Drew. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Like, oh I was sorry. Yeah. I was like, I guess you should have we needed there was more context needed. That's that moment where I think it's important to know that everybody watches TV for different things. And so what one person <laughs> notices may not be what <laughs> Well, I know what Full House. You're right. I was, was going to say Full House or like Charmed. Charmed. Right, right, right. Like, like, I'm, and I'm a card carrying <laughs> 70s kid. There's very little. I mean, like for me, I'm, I'm Rhoda, Alice, like all the 70s shows. You're like, right. Kids. I should have made a joke about two babies saying minimalistic lines and making people laugh in Full House. You're right. I got okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got it, dude. Yeah. You got it, dude. That's hilarious. Give that girl an Oscar. All right. Hey, come on, man! <laughs> Wait, house, which baby. one? Do, which one do we give it to? It's two of them, really. But did you see Fuller House? They make so many bad jokes about those dating the Olsen yes. twins. I mean, a lot of bad jokes in general, oh. but also some bad jokes about the Olsen twins. <laughs> Just like oh, yeah, yeah, reenacting yeah. old episodes. I'm like, oh lord! I'm like, I didn't like the show the first time. But I mean, I'll I wish. <laughs> I wish they kept the original name of uh, the Fuller House, which was Milfs Go Dating. Um, ah, basically the whole yeah, show. That <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, wait, here you go. From, from Rizmoria, YOLO. Yes, YOLO. That's what, right. that's my buddy. That's my buddy, Logan. <laughs> oh, okay. you, Logan. Did you, you only live uh, once. I know that one. I get that <laughs> reference, but I don't know, Dan. <laughs> Most of the references, I, I have no idea what's happening. I That's was, okay. Like, just, <laughs> just call me liberal Dennis Miller, I guess. Um, oh, thank you, Amanda, because I don't feel so alone all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm glad you guys seem to have the same reaction as me. So I'm like, okay. I, thought I, I don't feel so stupid. alone. I don't feel so alone. I mean, you know, we, we all joke around. Some work, some don't. I mean, you know, you never know. We're just trying, you know, just trying to... Yeah, mine aren't working tonight. Oh, well. <laughs> it's all right. That's yeah, why I don't know. Yeah, that's the exact reason why I don't own a gun. Um, um, so and thank you, Amanda. Um, you've posted. You guys, everybody in the chat, if you want to um, give to the GoFundMe to help see. Because you guys, Amanda, to, to what you're doing, and a, a lot of, I feel like, what we talked about in the last Zoom that was inferred, I mean, in the last part about Zoom shows is it's going to be up to us to create the content we want to see. Yeah. And there has never been a better time than right now. And I, like you, believe that COVID has presented a unique and fertile opportunity mm -hmm. 
to do that. Like all you have to do is create. I mean, like I said, I, I was talking to somebody today. I said, it's been a great time. The only thing that's tough is, you know, we don't want it at the expense of 250,000 lives. Not at all. Yeah. Um, we certainly, but, you know, but for the creative, it has been and continues to be, because we don't know how long, continues yeah. to be a way to incubate, um, you know, and you and no one can keep saying, I don't know when, I don't know when, now, now is the time, yeah. you know. A lot of people yeah. are, are, aren't, you know, are on freeze. Some people just hate Zoom so much or uh, or feel that, you know, when this is all over, I, I, I'm going to do it then. It's like, okay, but what if you die tomorrow? Sure. Right? That's extreme. Well, then you can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> or or next week. Really at that point. <laughs> you read my mind. I was like, well, that was clear. That, that was I understood clear. that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, that's all i'm saying is it, because you don't know when when it's your time uh, not to be negative but you know you want to just keep attacking these opportunities as much as you can and there's so many opportunities now because so many people are so either hard-headed or or just don't want to adapt they just don't want to adapt right so they've they've laid an open road for people who are willing to say you know fuck it and just and go really I think, you know, that and people are going to want content and they still yeah. want content. I mean, there's not, I mean, most of us, I think are at the end of Netflix where it's like, you've watched all the shows and movies, um, go take a break or walk outside. So it's like you, if, yeah, it's what you're saying. If you want to do something, just do it. I'm not one of those people that's just like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about it. And let's talk about it endlessly to do something. And then you never do anything. So I'm not that person. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's man. my I, mindset. I, I, I worked with musicians who, uh, that you know, they were like, yeah, man, flyers are a great idea. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, oh, <laughs> Wait, you, know, you do want to be careful with the, you know, phrase, fuck it and go, because Weinstein used to use that. So, you know. Who said that? Right. Did I say that? No, no, no Stefan no, said that. He oh, said, fuck okay. it and go. <laughs> No, he's talking about what Harvey Weinstein. You're saying Harvey Weinstein. Oh. Yeah. All right. That I'm, ugly, I'm obviously on a satellite feed today. <laughs> I'm. Uh... <laughs> I did like at a loss for words. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm staying back for that one. Oh, <laughs> oh, Isn't it great where none of us have had to go with Harvey Weinstein into a room? <laughs> um... <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Anywho, we, we love we love having you on the show, and we'll definitely have to bring you back up when definitely. you get your uh, your film done, so we can you know interview you about the film and promote yeah. the film and uh, and show the trailer. I thought you were say when you get your shit together. I was like, wow, <laughs> when you get yeah. your shit together, you can come back. <laughs> no, no, you no. It took now, you the whole yeah. quarantine to produce a short film. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've just invented a game for us. This is how we got to end every interview, everybody. Well, yeah, we'd like to have you back. Hey, there's our uh, social media. Great uh, things on what you're doing. Come back when you have your shit together. And, uh, you know, it's if you just notice. Yeah. Oh, no. No, you obviously you can come back anytime. That's not what I. Okay. When is my shit together? All right. No, 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 oh, man. Woo! Okay. I'll cry in my closet later, which is where I'm at right now. So but I'd it's like fun. to get uh, Shamar in here as well. Uh, oh, for we sure. Could, uh, yeah, definitely. We could, we could do get you guys on here for cheers to that as well and promote. Yeah, uh, definitely. Would love yeah, to. And I'll work for on sure. my jokes by then. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But again, thank you for uh, joining for us. Sure. Thank you yeah, for sure. Definitely appreciate it. My, and, uh, my apologies, guys. My mic. My mic on my side was muted. Can everybody? I apologize. I I have a, a way to make sure that 
the mic and I muted it to keep the noise out. And then all of a sudden I was like, no one can hear me. I'm oh. in a glass wall. I saw um, you talking, but I'm like, I'm okay, right, right. Else. And, and, and a friend of mine was dogs, like, I do. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I have a way to, to mute the mic from on the mic. So I, and I, I, could, I was like, why is it stuck? What's going on? Uh, so yes. Can't wait to have you back. Uh, I don't know if we want to have uh, any more of the uh, HW jokes, the Harvey Weinstein. I don't know if, you know, if that's what hey, they write themselves. What do you uh, do? Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, so can't wait though. I just am excited, Amanda, about your, about the content, about your show. Like that's, it's just really, I, to me, everybody that's on here again, I always joke about it, but if you've got dreams, you know, we've got mm -hmm. proof of the truth on here. I mean, obviously that's the thing, you know, one of the things that's was powerful that you talked about, Amanda, is how much you've studied, your, the work that you've put in yeah. at UCB, you know, at, not UCB, sorry, Groundling, Second City, and even mm -hmm. Improv, uh, iOS, you know, and, and so that's case. powerful, it prepared you for, you know, the, the quality of yeah. work that's there. So you guys like, you know, just everybody, you know, study, but study and then do, you know, study yeah. and then do, that's the thing, um, study and then do. Uh, Cause everybody's got stories. So just exciting. Um, Cause I didn't like, I didn't, even when I'm um, obviously having been um, where you were hosting, I've learned a whole lot. I knew about the podcast because of our, our crew here, but um, learning more about your work and your path is amazing. And again, Thank the you. prayers that anybody on here, especially content creators that are with us guys, there's just, there is no better time. There's no better moment. Mm -hmm. Everything is collapsed. We're able to connect with people and in ways that, you know, weren't imaginable. I think um, Yolanda in the last segment said it like, or or Lindsay said it, geography is not a problem. Like, but everything, gatekeepers, all of that, we can we can bring it straight to the people. And to the point about the Netflix conversation, you never know like where your Zoom content or your streaming content can take you. You your Your show could be the next Netflix because Netflix show, because the work has been put in now. I don't, you know, I know I probably sound like yeah. the Baptist preacher, but just to everybody, <laughs> it's, it's exciting stuff, you know. For sure. And I like your Queen's Gambit background. Is that what, oh. <laughs> what's going on there? Like I, I teach, I teach, I teach. So oh, yes, yes. oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so it's a, that's, that's a real- Okay. Right. Speaking oh, of Netflix, it's, uh, this is a yeah. real board. I teach kids chess uh, a lot of days oh, out of the week. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. She likes cool. to remind them that most people are rooks. Uh, <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. Oh, I most people can't play chess. I'm like, I don't like, know. Like, and I don't, I don't even know. What <laughs> the joke. I wish I knew. I wish I was trying to just play along. I was, I was like, I don't know what we mean. <laughs> oh, they like, are the lowest ranking piece. They're not though. They're actually a major piece. Like I said, that's why I still don't get the joke because the rooks and the queens are your major pieces, and they have the okay. highest value next to the queen. Like I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Hell, oh, okay. I mean, he tried. Dad tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying a lot tonight. I think I'm gonna try figuring out how you can hold a pillow to your own face for over five minutes later. Anyway, um, I, did. I get that Come one. On. You're talking about the pawn. I get that one. Oh, God damn it! You yes, you're right. A rook is a different <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah, Got it. Pawn. Pawn. Now we get it. Everybody reverse, you know. <laughs> I uh, love change uh, that word you. with pawn yes. and it makes sense. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> Logan says R.I.P. chess joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. You're right. Rooks. Rooks are different. We just use that term for something else in my group of friends. Is a rook is is, oh. you know. Ronnie uh, wants to let you know that you're awesome. 
uh, that oh, him and his wife love you and you gained a new fan. Yes, Yay. Amen. We love on all socials. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. So, cool. again, so I know you could thank- be here. So. Oh. Did you, did you have any shows you want to plug or? Oh, or, just cheers uh, to that. I host Flappers Open Mic uh, Fridays at 8.30 p.m. It's donation-based $5. If you can't afford $5, we do have limited comps. And then I usually host and or perform at the Wittiest Woman Show at Flappers and then all over the place virtually for right now. Um, and maybe a parking lot near you soon. Who knows? Maybe I'll show up to a Walmart with my microphone. Amen. Love it. Little, 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 on little, Black Friday. Little on Black Friday. Love it. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Yes. Put your, yeah. God, maybe not Walmart unless, I don't know, it sounds like a bad idea. Never mind. I'm staying home. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Well, and we will course. see you soon. All right. Thank hey, you, guys. Amanda. All right. Bye-bye. I'll get my shit together. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a joke. Oh. Uh, great. How was the show, Dan? How were your classmates? How did that how did everybody do? Good show? Went great. Went damn yeah. great. I, I had to leave a little bit early because I was like, ah, if I miss both hours, you know, and I know Stacy's out sick, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I better come in and bomb in front of everyone on the second half because I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> oh, well, we have plenty of more shows. Go back and watch the other ones. No, you watch this one. Watch this one. I didn't see the beginning. It was probably great till I showed up. Yeah, best laid plans. Um, no, we we've had and you guys we've had such a, a good night, right? I mean, still early. We still have well, our clock is uh, ticking. So what do we? Um, how do we want to move through this, you guys? Because we have twelve minutes. And uh, I thought and- we were just going to tell our favorite Weinstein joke. No, uh, um, oh but no, I guess Lord. not. I guess not. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that right there. With uh, I have my gloves on and the long, the, oh, long... the six, six foot pole. All right, and the six foot right. pole. Um, so, so here's here's the weird part: is I was originally going to tell that joke as Louis C.K., but I still have a lot more respect for Louis C.K. and I didn't want to do that. He's still a funny man. So, even though he did some questionable things, what are you going to do? That a comedian uh, at the open mic. I was at. I forget how the joke went so i'm, I'm not going to butcher it too much but it was like <laughs> you, you know it's you know it's uh new york when you're in a subway and uh what was it something about the flashing and shit and uh you know she was oh, wow man what well, you know welcome to new york we had a flasher oh wait that's not <laughs> any flasher that's louis ck <laughs> <laughs> on the subway <laughs> she's like wow. you know it's new york when it when, when you get flashed in a subway by louis ck or something like to that neighbor but i thought it was funny I, I don't know. I I would have to say what what I love about the whole stories we had with Weinstein is the one where he um came to fruition into a plant by the side of a door, uh, <laughs> and I was like, in a plant? No, that's not going to help it grow any taller. <laughs> yeah, like I had that had to be my favorite story from Weinstein when I heard that old debacle. What's weird is is ever since him we've caught so many assholes that we forget their stories. Now that's kind of a problem because that's what keeps them as being like the top name is remembering their stories. But like ever since Weinstein, there's been this floodgate of yeah. Wait, that's bad. What Weinstein did? Well, you should figure out what this other guy did because that seems just as bad. 
No, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, evil, disgusting. I know that there's a lot of bad news to go around, and um, and for you know, and for uh, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, as a, as a father of daughters, I love the fact that these guys are getting caught now. That means there's less oh, of them of when my kids get older. So, of right? Course, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord oh man logan 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 <laughs> uh, we'll leave that all that right there uh, <laughs> uh so at 9 51 you guys any any uh any questions or anything anybody want to share uh because nobody there's a few more people in now and so when we were having the um snl discussion at the top of the show um, Ronnie, were you here? I don't think you were here. Logan, I don't think you were here. You guys let us know if you have any favorite segments. We had a good time because we could, you know, like, here's the thing. I was not a big SCTV or mad TV watcher, but you know, like I, I like, you know, we could certainly expand it out. Um, you know, just very, a lot of great content over the years. Some of it survived. Some of it didn't, you know, SNL certainly has, you know, has, has been a mainstay, what, over 40 years at this point, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. Over 40 years. I can't remember if they celebrated 40 years this year, if they celebrated 40 years last year. Um, but, um, but you know, some of the others have come, come and gone, but, um, you know, but they remain. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh, but I, and I think it's an accomplishment, and you know, and that they've survived. I'm sure if the walls could talk over there, what would you know? What would those walls have to say about executives or season forty six? Yeah, season forty six. But I'm trying to think. But is does that does that like the season thing was always weird because when I was a kid, shows used to have like fall seat like se t television seasons were different than the way that they are now. Like yeah. episode order now, like thirteen episodes, twenty six episodes. Like it's the even the way that you watch TV is very, um, is very different, and the way that you know stuff comes out is very, very different. Thank you, Logan. He says he appreciates our dedication to the stream. Yes, yes, yes. We're and you know, Logan, we're I will have all the inhalable paint cans I want. <laughs> <laughs> what, I ain't laying uh, off shit. What is uh, what is that referred to? One of his comments. Oh, oh okay. Got it, got it. Here, I'll put it up. He said, Dan, lay off the inhalable paint cans. All paint cans are inhalable. That was a horrible adjective that you did not need. Superfluous. Got it. Superfluous. Saturday Night Live premiered in 1975. So yep. it is 45, 46 years old. Yep. Season 46 is the right guy. I, I was trying to figure out, is does that mean that it's every year? But yeah, that's just a, a season a year. Got it. Oh, yeah. So 46. Uh, so that's, dang, that's weird. So like, I'm thinking that the 40 years in recent history, that would have been five years ago. <laughs> 40. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. that would have been 2015 would have been 40 years. And so. Do you have a favorite uh, host or sketch, uh, Dan? Dan? Both? So it's weird because like I watched it when I was younger. I don't remember a lot of it because I've um, enjoyed life since then a little too much. Um, you know, all those paint cans just destroy it. Anyway, <laughs> inhalable paint cans. Sorry, I forgot the adjective. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, I remember one. Um, it was after Terminator 2 came out. I think I've mentioned on the show before, Linda Hamilton was the host. 
Oh. Uh, and they did the massive head wound Harry sketch then. That was the first one where I saw Wayne's World, where she, I think she did a cameo on that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just great. So I think that might have been, if I remember correctly, one of the ones they had their like first or second Wayne's World sketch, and it really got a lot of notoriety then. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's what I remember. I haven't watched a lot of the recent ones, not because I don't want to. Um, it's just because Saturday tends to be a, a certain night for me. So um, it's when I have to go pick up all the paint cans. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, usually I'm a little bit busy on that, but I haven't watched it for a long time. I've tried to watch all the monologues. Mm-hmm. I did. I did like Bill Burr's monologue, but I think he's not for everybody. Um, the reason why I liked it is because I'm used to him saying assaholic stuff that's funny. So it's, you know, same mm-hmm. reason why I watch a few other comedians. It's like the absurdity of what they say. That's that's why I like them, um, you know. But uh, Bill Burr recently had a kid. So I don't think we're going to find out that he's, you know, doing any, um, you know, interest, you know, well, shall I say, me too kind of stuff. Preferably not. Like he has a beautiful, I hear he has an African-American wife and uh, oh, yeah, seems to beautiful. be a good, you know, like, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't as familiar with his work until the, until he went viral from SNL, um, you know, and wh- whether one agrees with it fully or not, you know, I certainly can appreciate a lot of what he had to say um, in, a, in, in the broad, in the more broad base. Um, but prayerfully, you know, prayerfully not. Prayerfully he's got a good, you know, he's got a good track record in that regard. What I've always liked about that guy is that uh, he's he's honest in a way that's very and it, do, it it seems like this weird calm neutral where he's honest. Like he says things that bug everybody. You know, it doesn't matter what their side is, but he's he's just calmly saying his his opinion on anybody's stuff and it and for him it's natural for it to come out kind of critical in a way where certain groups don't like it. But he does it to everybody, every single group out there. Like if, if you've seen him, like on Saturday Night Live, he didn't make fun of a lot of left groups, but I've seen him really make fun of a lot of right groups also in a way where I've had family members go, what the hell is he saying? This liberal asshole. And then, you know, Saturday Night Live, I guess a lot of people didn't like some of the things he was saying about, you know, white liberal women, but it was pretty funny. It's, <laughs> you know, maybe not what everybody believes in, but it's just the, his use of words and the absurdity that comes with them that I love so much. So, well, at least, you know, definitely. I'm I still have... waiting for SNL to have Doug Stanhope host. SNL have Doug Stanhope host. Mm-hmm. I mean, might be their last show, but who knows? So, <laughs> I, I, the, the page that I took from Bill, uh, Bill, and I always, Bill Burr was just, like I like to see comedians like I like potency in in the in the work and I like when people can go yeah Chappelle is king though I love it um but I like to see people have potency in the work in this way that they can move from line to line subject to subject with this a great presence and intensity and it, when I say intensity I don't even necessarily mean that they're intense but just the same evenness, it's, you know, it's almost like conversation, but in this elevated space where it is performance. And so I enjoyed um, that aspect, just obviously his gift, you know, I enjoy the aspect, you know, I, you know, it's, and it, and, it, and he's a comedian. So in initially there were some, I had concerns, but then I realized it's like, he's a comedian, like they're the, but, and, and, and to me, but still a great comment on society in general. But if there are friends, which I did who, feel as though his 
his broad generalizations of white women, leftist white women were unfair. I was like, at the end of the day, the, the hard thing for any of us to remember is if, if that's not you, you don't have to own it. Like he, you know, it doesn't make him irrelevant as a comic, right. but it just means that if that's not you, don't worry about that. Yeah, you know, don't like get you don't, it, don't get offended so easily. Right. right and well, also, you also have to have some playfulness about yourself. Like uh, my wife made me laugh one day when I wake up, she goes, look, honey, I have Starbucks and I'm wearing Uggs. In a time where we are at such a great point, and I love that, like, because everybody doesn't have that, but he was a great reminder in that moment of, you know, where we're all kind of heightened in sensitivity, like, oh, yeah, like, because I was, you know, I was, I had a little steam coming out for, you know, for my, for, for I feel like would have been allies in the movement, but all of a sudden I realized this doesn't diminish anybody's work this is just one you know again a great comedian this is one comedian's voice on a matter it is not the end or the beginning of of this hopefully it is just a, a broader place to have conversation which is what we hope all of us as comedians can do we can expand the conversation um on any matter so anyway so i i, I kind of you know I, I was challenged to look at it in broader ways than what i was seeing in that exact moment I mean, there's definitely stuff where he said that I've disagreed with him about how harsh he's been on certain things, mm -hmm. but I more just enjoy the absurdity of the way he's saying things. And I think to a point, that's what he knows is funny for his audience is I'm going to say something I don't totally believe, but it, I know it's absurd for right. this audience um, because he's, you know, I do, I do like how he was telling people, um, you know, don't take the duck, duck dynasty guy so seriously when he's against gay marriage. Cause what did you think was going to happen with that guy? Right. And I, like, I, whenever, I, whenever yeah. I saw that clip, I was just like, you know what? He's right. Like he's exactly right. There's this place where we have to, we get shook up and think that, especially those of us who are social justice warriors on social media, you think you have to respond to every freaking thing. And you just don't like what, what was our expectation? You know, like we can, we, um, and I, we're over time. So I, you know, another day, just this idea, you know, it hit home how many people voted for Trump, but I had to also remember the next day that still a majority, though not overwhelming, <laughs> did vote for Biden. And for that, we are grateful because it tells us we have something to work with. And last but not least, the last word from me, I'll say before I say him goodbye, is that even after the recount, Georgia is blue. Just want to leave it yep. right there. Just yeah. for me. That's my, you know, it's my last word. You know, and Dana and Stefan, because of this beard, I can't wear an orange hat or camouflage cargo shorts or people come and say funny shit to me in private. So that's funny. <laughs> but I get that. I, I I get that. I get that. I get that. That right. that's cool. That's right. interesting. That's interesting. That's where we live. Wow. Um, you guys follow us. Y'all see this stuff. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitch. Uh, Periscope, Twitter, under therapy, the therapy of the absurd. We are so grateful that you guys are always here with us. Thank you. Thank you said thank you for our dedication to the podcast. Thank you for your dedication to our podcast. We love you yes. all. Thank you guys. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Later on. Game.